Uh, good morning, DCN. I think we can do better than that. Good morning, DCN. What is today? Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I heard something about the pets, but I'm going to talk about that later. It's good to be in the house of the Lord together. We are a family of God. And uh, this week I've experienced some weakness in my body, uh, as you may hear in my voice. Um, uh, on Thursday, <clears throat> I, uh, I was trying to do my, my normal routine of uh, sermon prep and uh, connecting with people. I was actually meeting with, with Tom in the morning and um, I, I couldn't function. I had a uh, just very weakness in, in my body. I uh, couldn't focus very well. Um, I, by the grace of God, I was able to drive home, and uh, I, I got into bed. And you know one of those times where even if your home is warm and you have a warm blanket, you still feel cold? Have you ever felt that before? Like shivering cold? And then at the same time, I had th these intestinal pains where I felt like I wanted to throw up, but there was nothing to throw up because I had eaten nothing for the past 24 hours. But that sickness and all of those things combined. And, and what do you do when you're sick? Anyone? Okay, many of those things. But I, it, I, I, did, I, I prayed as, as we pray as a community. And I said, Lord, what, what's going on, you know? Um, I'm, I'm trying to adjust to the time zone and uh, trying to get back on to, into the routine. And, and uh, every time uh, there's something wrong that I think is wrong, uh, what the Lord has enabled me to do is, is to pray prayers of repentance and reflection and say, Lord, you know, maybe I've misstepped. Lord, help, help me, help me, help me. And uh, by God's grace, I was able to find some things that he wanted to correct in me. And like a father disciplines his son with love, uh, I, I believe that's part of his, his love towards me. And um, I was able to uh, feel good that, okay, Lord, thank you. I, I hear you. I hear you. And um, I'm feeling about 75% today. But even as we were worshiping, today's worship was amazingly good for me because that phrase, I stand amazed. I stand amazed. We stand amazed at the presence of Jesus, Jesus the Nazarene, you know. Um, I, I asked Mitch if he knew the song. I said, oh yeah, that's a Nazarene song. I said, okay, good, good. I, I love it. I love it. It's good. Oh, how marvelous. Oh, how glorious is the Savior's love for me. He loves you. Do you know that? Do you believe that this morning? Are you tangibly sensing that God loves you? that he has a purpose for you, that he is looking out for you, that he has your back. God loves you with an everlasting love. Even through pain, even through turmoil, God has a plan, and he's working out his purposes in us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's turn to the word of God this morning, to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18.
If you have found it, please say Christ-likeness. Okay, many of you have found it. Uh, as I read God's word, may I ask you to rise with And Can somebody help me with the volume of this mic? It doesn't sound quite right today, so if somebody can help me get the sound right, that'd be really, really good. Thank you, thank you. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may have your seats. Father God, we thank you for your divine purposes in our lives. Purposes that sometimes we do not fully comprehend. Yet you are working to reveal your glory, to reveal yourself to us even when we are sleeping in the night. So we give you praise and honor this morning. And this morning we open up our hearts to you so that we may hear from heaven. Words of life, words of love, words of assurance that Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to unleash yourself on us, to reveal truth to us, Jesus Christ. So be honored and glorified this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Question. Is growing more like Jesus enjoyable? Is growing more like Jesus enjoyable to you? Think about that. Now, turn to your neighbor and ask them the question. Is growing like Jesus enjoyable to you? Turn to your neighbor and ask them the question. You don't have to answer the question, okay? I'm not here to embarrass anyone. Just ask the question. That's, that was the instruction. Just ask the question. <laughs> Is growing more like Jesus enjoyable to you? Well, common sense is that anyone, any person, will do what he or she wants to do, and if it's an enjoyable thing, they'll find ways to do it, sometimes at any cost. Uh, how many of you are planning to watch the game this afternoon? The AFC, yes, champion, okay, thank you, thank you. For those who are not, good for you too, it's okay, it's okay. Um, many of us will invest time and energy uh, to enjoy the game. Uh, the matter of enjoyment uh, drives much of how we, we live our lives. Uh, if you enjoy something, you'll do more of it, and some, somehow you'll, you'll get better at it. For me, uh, when I was in, well, let's say uh, throughout my, my years of, of my early 20s, I, I enjoyed playing, and I still do enjoy playing, a, a game called golf. It's hitting a small ball with a long stick, which really doesn't make sense putting into a small hole, you know? <laughs> but it's a game that I enjoyed. So because I enjoy it, I invested time in it, and I invested resource in it. And um, I had good gear, I, I had 
pretty good form and I was, I was competitive and all of these things amount to a lot of stress. <laughs> it's enjoyable, but it's a lot of stress. And um, it's, it's an experience for me that I'll carry because when it gets too far, then, then you know. Once you enjoy the joy of playing the game, then you might want to step back. And that's why I spent four years of being sober, of not playing golf at all. I sold my clubs and I didn't play, I didn't think about golf. Uh, but now, by God's grace, I'm at a, a place in my, my walk with Jesus, <laughs> my walk with Jesus, where even if the ball doesn't go where I want it to go, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It's like, okay. I can play another ball. You know? <laughs> it's called a mulligan. <laughs> I call it the grace ball. You know, <laughs> keep playing the grace ball. Um, so I, I'm enjoying it now. Uh, but our our relationship with Jesus, growing more like Him, and as you've heard, our our theme word for 2018 is what Christ likeness. Growing more like Jesus every day is actually an enjoyable thing that God wants us to have. It's because we were designed that way. We were designed to enjoy him, to worship him, to be in relationship with him, and to grow more like his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is amazing. Jesus is loving. He's kind. And from what I have read and from what I have experienced in my journey with Jesus, he has never let me down. Whatever he says, he will accomplish. Whatever he purposes, he will follow through. He is worthy to be trusted. And if we want to grow more like him, then we must grow in that sense of character, of love, of kindness, of generosity. And last week we discovered that... uh, Christ-likeness is not by what? Imitation, but by inhabitation of the Holy Spirit. It's not me willing myself to do something. I gotta strive. Although in discipline, there is a little bit of effort, but the big scheme of things is that the Holy Spirit inhabits us. And because of our love for him and his love for us and vice versa, and because of that relationship, we want to, but we grow deeper to, we get to become more like him. And we want to please him. And we get to worship him. So we surrender to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Are you surrendered to him? Amen. And we allow the Spirit of God to help us in all aspects and dimensions towards holiness. So today, I I want us to discover why Christ-likeness. Why does God want us, especially our church? This message is for our church. By the way, for all of those watching around the world, we have a YouTube channel that has more than, I don't know, many, many subscribers from all over the world. I think the last time I heard was about 40 countries around the world. This message is for us, but if you're blessed with it, Go for it, okay? Christ-likeness is the message that God has given us. But why? Well, two things if you're taking notes. Two things. Number one, for God's glory and our joy. That's the first reason for God wanting us to be more like Jesus. For his glory and for our joy. 
The second point, for us to be fruitful. That's it. For God's glory and for our joy. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to borrow a phrase from uh, a pastor theologian. His name is John Piper. And he talks about glory in this way. Glory is defined like this by by, uh, Pastor Piper. The glory of God is the manifest beauty of his holiness. Oh, you might have missed it, so I'm going to say it again. The glory of God is the manifest beauty of his holiness. Oh, it's the going public of his holiness, in other words. His glory is manifesting his holiness his uniqueness, his set-apartness to us, his goodness. It's like you wake up in the morning and you kind of, you know, put, pull the curtains away and you see the ray of light, you see the greens and you see the snow. You see God's glory, the radiant glory. You're able to experience that. So therefore, God's glory is the goal of all creation. All of us, we were created for God's glory. Do you know that each of you has an imprint of God? So don't tell yourself in front of the mirror, I look ugly. How dare you say that? I'm made in the image of God. I've got God's fingerprints all over me. I am beautifully and what? And wonderfully made. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are beautiful. And you are wonderfully made. You are wonderfully made. God's glory is the manifestation of God's holiness. And I know for some of us, uh, these themes, these theological themes seem a bit tough to understand, and and it's okay, because I don't understand it all either. Uh, But we're trying to uh, go deeper into the Word of God to understand. Now, in Psalm 105, verse 4, we read this. Glory In his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Psalm 105, verse 4. There's something connected with the glory of God and the joy. When's the last time you experienced true joy? Can I give you a testimony? The last time I experienced true joy was me standing here about 20 minutes ago, and we began to sing the song, I Stand Amazed. And there's this joy that no one can take away from me. I don't care if a million people are watching me. I sense God's joy, I sense God's presence, and I'm going to worship him. I don't care if there's no one here, because I usually do that. When you aren't here, I'm here worshiping. And I I feel the same way. I sense God's joy, because he finds his joy in me. Do you know that? 
He sees you and he finds joy. Get this into our spirits. Holy Spirit, help us. When he sees you, he sees a beautiful child of God. I hold my son like this. And I look at him. And he, he really looks like me. Which is a good thing. <laughs> I think. He's handsome. You know, he's, he's beautiful. And, and what I do is I often think about how God looks at me when he holds me like this. So I put God where I am, and I put myself as where Leo would be, and then I look into his eyes and I think about the Father looking at me with those eyes of adoration, with so much affirmation, with so much love. In Korea, where we were traveling uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we, we were praying and I was holding Leo and I said to him, Leo, you don't know how much I love you. You are my son. And you know what? I want to protect you from every harm that comes your way. If there is a stone that's in front of you that's about to make you fall, I will run and move that stone. If there's a pothole in front of you and that's going to make you stumble, I will come to that place and fill it so that it will be level for you. That's my heart towards you. I love you so much. But the truth is, I cannot protect you. Daddy cannot protect you because daddy cannot be with you 24-7. But I know someone who does. His name is Jesus. And Leo... I'm giving you to Jesus so that Jesus can be there to protect you. So that Jesus can be there to be there for you in times of loneliness, hopelessness, isolation, sickness, all of these things. And it was difficult for me to do that. Yet I had to. Why? Because I know my limits. And I know God has no limits. And that's why when God sees us, he is so joyful. He is loving us. He lavishes his love on you. He is prodigal in his love for you. Do you know what that means? Prodigal? Wasteful? He loves you so much. And he wants you to be filled with his joy this morning. And that's the reason why we want to grow more like Jesus. Because as we progress to be more like Jesus, we will experience him in tangible ways and experience him and know him and live for him and know that our eternity is going to be with him. Hallelujah. I need an amen in this house. Amen. Glory to God. He's alive, and he's speaking his words of love to you even right now in your hearts by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is hovering over us. He is moving in this place. I know it. I know it. I believe it. 
And then in Isaiah 41, verse 14 to 16, we read about the joy as we see God's glory. And also, I want you to turn with me to John 15. John 15 right now. John 15. It's not very far from where you were in 2 Corinthians. John 15, verse 11. And if I could ask you to park here for a while, uh, that would be great. John 15, verse 11. Jesus says this, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy is complete. I have told you this. What is this? <laughs> it's a, Jesus says, remain in God's love. Remain in God's love and that your joy will be complete. I don't know about you, but love has an attraction to it, has a pull to it. When I was uh, courting my wife, well, girlfriend at the time, and by the way, when we were courting, Sarah didn't like me. <laughs> she does now. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So I, I did everything to, to pursue her, you know. I, I, I wanted to take her out to a, a nice restaurant. I wanted to take her out to a nice place. And this, this pursuit, because I knew that if it wasn't Sarah, it was going to be no one. There was no one on this planet. It was Sarah or no one. Pursuit after pursuit. After knocking and knocking and knocking, by God's grace, her heart began to melt. It was like an iceberg, you know, and it began to melt. And, and by God's grace, she finally said, oh, and by the way, when I asked her to marry me, she hesitated. You know that moment of hesitation? <laughs> Ouch, you know. <laughs> but by God's grace, you know, there was able to be a, a relationship, a consummation, and God is pursuing you today. And he has been. Even before time, he's been pursuing you. And he still is. Maybe you're pursuing other things, but still God is pursuing you. Isn't that glorious? Even when I turn my back from God, he is still pursuing you. He is, as I think Augustine said, the hound of heaven. Oh, glorious God, why are you so good to us? And that's why we sing, I stand amazed. We stand amazed because he is so good, so loving and kind. And this is what Jesus says to his disciples. It's for your joy, my joy to be in you and that your joy will be complete. This is the love of God. So we need to get into our spirits. Growing in Christ-likeness is God's will for us because it's for his glory and it's for our joy. Do you want to be filled with the joy of the Lord? Amen. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Easy as that. Just say yes to him. Say yes. Will you say yes? Yeah. Come, Holy Spirit. Take Residence in our hearts and minds.
take full control, clean house, so that I can continue to love you and be loved by you and to overflow to live a life of mission and destiny. Isn't that beautiful? Because that's the destiny of our church. The second point for us to be fruitful, and I need to move quickly because you have a game to go to. John, John 15, John 15, in verse 2, 5, and 8. John 15, verse 2, 5, and 8. Let me read for you uh, verse 2. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. Amen. Verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen. And verse 8. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So why does God want us to grow more like Jesus? To bear fruit. How many of you have been to an orchard before? Great. Can you take me to an orchard this autumn? Because I I haven't been apple picking yet. So if anyone wants to take my family apple picking... Okay, good, thank you. Yeah, I I want to go, I want to go. Um, I'm sure Leo would love to have some apples. Um, uh, But I've learned, so I've studied, you know, that uh, a fruit that that is, uh, you know, that's there, a fruit, what's it for? What's the fruit for? Tell me, what's the fruit for? To eat, there you go. Yeah, it's to eat. It's to benefit others, it's to nourish others. So when an apple tree has apples and it's given to somebody like Linda or to Rick and they enjoy it, that's the destiny of the fruit. And I believe, although trees can't talk, but I've seen movies where they do, they're very happy. Ho, 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 ho. You know, (laughs) you've enjoyed my fruit. (laughs) They're happy. So the purpose of the fruit is to give nourishment to other people, give enjoyment to other people. What do you call a fruit that is being eaten by itself? It's rotten fruit. The purpose of the fruit is not for it to eat itself because it's rotten, right? We don't like rotten fruit. So the reason why God wants us to grow in Christ's likeness is that we can begin to give to others the goodness of God. And say, hey, have you tried this apple? It's delicious. And we know in God's word, he says this, taste and see that the Lord is good. We bear fruit so that we can give out and say, hey, taste this. This is delicious. This is good for you. This is wholesome. This has no MSGs. It's gluten-free. You know, (laughs) it's organic. This will be good for your soul. There's no hangover. There's no bad aftertaste. There is no indigestion. This is good for you. And what do we know about fruit? Well, we know in Galatians 5, we know about the fruit of the Spirit. See, our passage today in 2 Corinthians talk about the Spirit so much that I'm going back to the the fruit of the Spirit. Are we bearing the fruit of the Spirit this morning? Amen. Amen. I know I'm not 
all the way there yet, but I'm, I'm going towards it because I'm, I'm directed to the cross of Christ, to Jesus alone, and I'm following him. And he's helping me bear these fruits. It's actually one fruit, by the way, the fruit of the Spirit. But it's kind of like a pomegranate where it has love, joy, and peace in it. Yummy. But it benefits other people too. Through God blessing you and changing your character, other people are blessed and they say, what happened to you, Elisha? You are a different person. You used to be so easily agitated, so easily frustrated. You used to have a short fuse, and now look at you. They don't say you're still the same. They say, wow, you have more patience now, and you have joy now, and you have more life now, and it seems like you have a purpose. And I say, I have a secret. And they ask, what's the secret? And I point to Jesus. Jesus has transformed me and he is renewing me every day and he is with me and he never leaves me and he will never forsake me. Do you want to know him? Again, that fruit, taste and see that the Lord is good. Do you want to be a rotten fruit or a fruit that gives life? Don't need to answer because I know your answer is this, life abundant life to give away and that's why we do missions we had four missionaries come about a month ago we prayed with them we prayed for them we supported them and now they're going to come back and share about what god has done awesome indeed we are on mission i, I need help because i'm going to hand out a small gift to all of you uh, by the way, uh, we don't have an administrator in our church right now, so I'm doing my best uh, to do all of this. If you have the gift of administration, uh, please come see me <laughs> because uh, it's, it takes me a couple of hours to do this, and I'm sure for somebody who is computer savvy, this will take only five minutes. But check this out. This is my gift to you, my gift to you, and I want you to be able to uh, oh, Timmy, can I have one too, please? Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Timmy. I want you to uh, go through this with me as I end my, my time of sharing, but also I've left some uh, blanks in there for you, for you to be able to um, write some things in here that will help you grow in Christ-likeness. And also, can I ask you to do this? Will you do this for me? Will you put this on your fridge? If you have a magnet, not, not a big one that covers everything, okay? Just a small one <laughs> so that you put it on your magnet and every, every time you go to, you know, get a glass of milk or, or cheese or something, you'll, you'll see this and you'll, you'll have this in front of you. So has everyone received this? If you have, say, Christ-likeness. Okay, this is my gift to you because I want to invite you into the way that I think. Uh, I, I don't think in a very uh, systematic way. I'm a, I'm a web thinker, so uh, this is how I think. So as I've been praying, God's given me the word, Christ-likeness, and you'll see some scribbles right underneath Christ-likeness. That is not English, by the way. That's Korean, okay? It's Yesu Tamki, which is Christ-likeness in, in Korean. Okay, there are some lines that are going from Christ-likeness, and I want to introduce you to some of the things that we are prayerfully 
prayerfully hoping to do as a body of believers. So this is bathed in prayer and written in pencil. And the Holy Spirit can do anything with this. He can make it work. He cannot make it work. He can make it flourish, whatever he wants to do. The first thing to your top left corner is what? The Bible Project 2020. All right. We want to write out by hand the Word of God. So let's say we start with Matthew. Matthew has 28 chapters. You can take a chapter home. And I want to encourage families to engage with this. If your child is learning how to write, I want them to take a chapter too. And you can help them to write out a chapter of the Bible. My goal is to build Danvers Church of the Nazarene on the foundation of God's word. Because that's what God has called me to do. This is a building project. And I want us to write the word of God by hand and get the word of God into us because our lives are so busy. And I've tried doing the apps, but soon I find myself doing other things on my phone. But when you're writing the word of God, you really can't be distracted much because you're writing, you're looking at this, you're writing this, and you're focusing. I want God's word to build you. I want God's word to build this church. I want God's word to be engraved in your heart. Because that's what's going to help you in time of need. God's going to help you remember it. Bible Project 2020. March of prayer. In the month of March, we will pray every day in this church together as a body of believers. You can choose to come on what day you want to come. You can choose to come every day. You'll see me every day, which is a good thing because I am wonderfully and fearfully made in God's image. And I will pray blessings on you, which is a good thing. And in the springtime, we want to do on-mission groups, a.k.a. OMGs. And we are not profaning the name of God. I don't believe in that. On-mission groups. We want to be on mission. We want to build community that is actively working in our communities and doing missions. We want to do outreach and short-term missions. By the way, this summer... Our hope and goal is to send a short-term missions team. Amen. Some of you have already said you want to go, and if you're interested, come and see me. Easter time, we're going to have a baptism celebration. We're going to have a big tank here. We're going to dunk people (laughs) in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Evangelize. Bring people to Jesus. It's going to be amazing. It'll be refreshing. And then in May, we will have Invasion Day, which is Pentecost, Pentecost, Pentecost at any cost. We want to see Holy Spirit revealed. And then we want to have Sunday schools. Revival of Sunday schools. How many are in for Sunday schools? We want to strengthen the educational training arm of our church body. And we have good teachers among us, i.e. Larry and Martha Wilson, wonderful teachers. And we will go deeper into God's word. Amazing. And then we'll have membership classes in the spring as well. So some of these things that we're going to do to foster Christ-likeness. And now your homework is this. You need to circle some of the things that you want to commit to, okay? 
Begin to pray about it, think about it, and also write some of the things that will help you to grow in Christ-likeness this year. Please, please, please. And I am going to come to your homes, and I'm going to check your refrigerators, and I'm going to see what you have written. I kid you not. Behold, Elisha is coming to your refrigerators soon. So please, please, please engage prayerfully to what God is doing among us. You see, God wants us to grow in Christ-likeness for his glory, for our joy, and so that we may bear fruit to bless nations in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. We honor you, God, for you are good. And we thank you that you are an awesome God. And we thank you that your spirit is here giving us freedom and liberty, giving us hope, granting us your comfort. Teach us your ways, O Lord. And we pray that we will take the word of God to heart today. That we would not live selfishly for our own gain, but we would disadvantage ourselves for the advantage of others, interceding for others, visiting them, loving on them, writing them a note, giving them a text. Even for those who aren't here today, Lord, help us to be that kind of community that loves one another as Christ has loved us. We glorify your holy name today. And we thank you for the healing waters for this place that you have granted us to be. And we pray that we will invite more people who are in need of you to hear of you and to experience you in a tangible way. How we love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray.